funds and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Hmm. No, kind of. Uh, See, that's the yes. Yes. Wait, it's it's back. It's back. Are we back? Are we here? Okay. I don't know what where we got cut off. Right. But <laughs> right. Bas- basically, my housemate at like eight p.m. Like, let's go and get Vietnamese food. Right. There's a place down the road. Just walk down and go pick it up. And his mom was like, uh, "It's dark out. You shouldn't go alone." And I'm like, "In bed." I'm like, "All right, fine. I'll get up." Right. So I get up and I'm like, "All right, I'll." Is- I'll- Hmm. Do you have a dangerous neighborhood? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Don't go alone. Buddy system. Got it. But Buddy system. And so I'm, you know, I'm like putting on my shoes and I walked out and we're ordering food. They offered to pay because I got out of bed. So I got a free meal. But while nice. we're waiting for our food, I get a call from my boss being like, we don't have anyone for Thursday. Can you come in tonight? At this point, it's like quarter to nine. And I'm like, you want me to start at three o'clock now? I haven't slept. I'm not at home. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I'm like, it, they're like, we'll pay you like double time and a half. <laughs> and mm. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I go, okay, I'll start at 12 <laughs> instead of three, right? Because I might okay. as well just stay up, right? Because if I go to bed, yeah. I might not get up. I am a heavy sleeper. I do not get up. Uh, Instead, I did take a nap, right? I got home, took a two-an-hour nap. My housemate woke me up. And then I went to work. And I came home, and I've been up ever since. Because that is Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is, this is going to be an interesting podcast. (laughs) It very well might be an interesting podcast, because I also don't know if I have work tomorrow. Because they were like, well... We don't have to pay you the overtime technically if we make sure you still have two days off this week. But we also don't have anyone for tomorrow. So if we can find someone, you can have tomorrow off. If we can't, we'll need you to come in. Uh, like for triple pay, yes. Yeah. and No? Well, it's sort of, because it's like... The, the, the system that they use for, like, bookkeeping or whatever is just so screwed at work. If someone goes into overtime on, like, the contra- contracted shift says they work from 5 a.m. to 12 o'clock and they stay till 1, that one hour of overtime carries on for the rest of that week. So, technically, hmm. no matter how many days they work for the rest of the week, it's all in overtime. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry. That's crazy, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's like that, but... <laughs> Acceptable. Acceptable outcome. Yeah. At least for the worker. I'm sure the employers are like, wait, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Work, <laughs> How does work this work again? It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. More power to the workers, I guess. Mm. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, How so I re- Good. I wanted to talk about GSL. Yeah, because like would... <laughs> group Group C wrapped up, and two of your favorite players of all time were in there: Bjorn and Maru. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to bed and... when they were starting, and I was at work watching the final match while nice. I worked. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, 
two things. Number one, I why are we getting rid of Ice and Chrome? I think we've had some of the most amazing StarCraft we've ever had on Ice and Chrome, and it's only been around for one season. Has it really? So for them, yes. It was new this season, and they're getting rid of it after one season. We have had so many epic games on Ice and Chrome. It just sets us up self so nicely for a long macro, incredibly fun games where the map gets mined out and it's intense and every you know every bit of Vespian gas matters. Mm. And we're just like, eh, you find something else. Bothers me. Fair. So that was the game Amaru versus Parting. Mm-hmm. where they did that. Like, every base had been taken. They're fighting over the same, like, final base. It's kind of a Sky Toss army with some storm. Mm. Reparting Amaro just has this giant, like, 27 Viking army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then building missile turrets everywhere, right? Right. Did you see this? No. Oh. So, <laughs> spoiler alert for Somicron. It's fine. So, at the end of this game, it's like 42 It is 42 minutes into this game. Mm-hmm. And Maru tosses down a nuke. Oh, he's been nuking like a, a, a fiend the whole yeah. game. Mm-hmm. He's been tossing down quadruple nukes to take down Nexuses, which is like how many nukes he's been using today. Okay. So he throws down one nuke as part of this engagement. He's like trying to bait parting into it, mm-hmm. but then forgets it exists mm-hmm. apparently <laughs> and just nukes his entire Viking fleet in GG's. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's rough. It's this incredible engagement. There's carriers and there's storm going down and the vikings are microing perfectly and sniping off carriers and dodging the storms mm-hmm. and then it's just like <gasps> and every one of the vikings are gone and mars was like gg out <laughs> <laughs> that's rough um it was super rough yeah i think i actually saw, anyway, it was fine. i saw maru in his interview after he beat beyond yeah because um Giri asked him about it and he was like yeah my hands were doing a lot of stuff and i kind of forgot and then i couldn't find the red dot (laughs) (laughs) the red dot that he tossed down yeah like i needed to find the red dot from the enemy terran player it's the one that i put there right but when you're doing everything at like speeds that they are yeah no i know it was a lot of stuff to keep track of absolutely fair Mm mm-hmm but still, it's an amazing moment. Somebody tossed it into StarCraft Two uh, tournament or StarCraft tournament spoilers in the server. But that was awesome. Uh, then the other thing, the VOD on the Africa YouTube channel, mm. one of the games, especially, I want to say it was a stats versus Maru game. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's like music like pop music playing during the match for the last four minutes of the match, which I guess I've, I maybe have seen them throw up some music when it's like, clearly it's GG and this is the final engagement and it's going to end here in four seconds, maybe. Mm -hmm. But this is like, like stats is doing crazy stuff on the other side of the map and trying to kill all of Maru's stuff. And Maru's pressuring the natural base Mm-hmm. of stats and it's this intense on all you know both sides of the map it's not clear who's going to win yet mm-hmm. and this like pop music is just playing dun, 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 dun. like what is going on here right. and then later on in the same series in the same set there's like somebody has a hot mic and you can hear women laughing and talking to each other How louder than you can hear tastosis That's it weird. was uh some of the, like the worst is it did you check the Afrika VOD? 
Is that a thing? Can you watch VODs on Afrika? Right, like... Yeah, VODs exist on Afrika. So is it only on the YouTube version or does it exist on all of them? I don't know. I'd have okay. to check. Okay. But like every comment is just like, what is what, what is the production here? Who's right. doing this? I How did nobody notice what's happening? I think the only way they can remedy this is, is to make up for all the fans who had to endure that is to release the replays for those games. <laughs> it's something they will never, ever, 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 ever do. But yeah, that'd be nice. Uh-huh. Yep. It's the only reasonable course of action, I feel. Correct. So in the end, Stats and Morrow got out of the group, which is fair, yeah. I'd say. Yep. No big surprises there. Bjorn ends up getting 2-0'd by Stats, because Stats is playing so well against Heron recently. Mm-hmm. And then did 2-0 parting, mm -hmm. and then got 2-0'd by Maru. So yeah. kind of an up-and-down day there for Bjorn. Yeah. Um, it looked like he had some kind of comeback, because it was really that very last game that I caught while well, I was at work. It looked like he almost had a chance at some point, like he managed to come back a little bit. Um, yeah. But he did ask for a pause. I because, saw that. Because of his wrists. Which right. Worries me because like first season back, dude, calm, yeah, chill. Like, like keep those things in prime condition. <laughs> like I thought, maybe in the military you wouldn't be stressing your wrists out as much as you had been for the previous years, but apparently, no. Mm. Like yeah, he needed a quick pause there. I saw that somebody posted just a screen cap on Reddit, uh -huh. and uh, it's not good, man. Like no. take care of your wrists, Bjorn. Mm -hmm. That would be and nice. I don't, yeah, it would be nice. So, bummer. Mm. All right, so Stats of Morrow get out. Not surprised. Next group, which is going to be finally a time that I can watch the stream live. Okay, mm -hmm. I guess on the 25th we had one that I could watch live, but something else was going on. I don't remember what. You went camping. Ah, I was camping. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is Rogue Innovation Dark and Trap, which... Mm -hmm. Woof! I mean, yes, it's round of 16 in GSL. It's going to be rough, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember us having different opinions on this. Yeah. Vaguely. I think somebody might have to go back and look into it, because I don't remember. Uh, I, I would posit Rogue and Innovation. Yeah. I think Trap is very capable of getting out. I don't see Dark getting out, though. But he could. <laughs> You've lost all faith in him, haven't you? All faith in Dark, man. Mm -hmm. He hasn't done anything in 2020. It's true. I mean, other than make it to the round of 16 in GSL, which is pretty good. But <laughs> still. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. It's all relative. We do this all the time. He only made it to the round of eight in GSL. What a, like, what a bum. Mm -hmm. Sucks. It's like, well, you know. <laughs> you know, that's, that still puts him in, like, the top 10% of all pros. Yeah, it sure uh, does. Yep. I wish Rinner and Serral would move to Korea for like one season of GSL just to see. Yeah. Because it's just always in the back of my mind. It's like, yes, congratulations, you won GSL season three or whatever. But I don't know. Would you have done it if both Serral and Rainer are lurking around and smashing people? Like, it's probably an entirely different result, you know? I mean, you're sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's just... I mean, uh, GSL used to be the best players playing GSL, and now the number one ranked player on Earth, not in GSL, right? Right, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's true. You should just change the name. Can't have global in the name of it anymore. No, nope. not the best players in the world. It's not. Sorry. Yep. We've got some really, really great all-time great players who uh, are too good for your league. So. Mm-hmm. It's true. Anyway. It's still great. I mean, it's still really great StarCraft, but it just, it's always in the back of my mind, man. Mm-hmm. If that was Serral instead of Dark in that group D, it's a much different group. Mm. Anyway. Anywho, looking forward to that. Should be good. Yeah. Très bien. So you've been Dresdening? Uh, a little. I'm still in the second book. Okay. Yeah. It's so, good. <laughs> all right. Good. What has happened? Um, someone came and asked for Dresden's advice. He refused. He gave a little bit in exchange for a steak, which he then didn't eat. Then Murphy showed up and was like, hey, let's go check out a crime scene. And then they got kicked out of the crime scene by FBI, who don't believe in werewolves. Mm. But even though it's totally obviously werewolves and everything, all the evidence is like Half Moon Garage or Wolf Creek you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a little on the nose (laughs) yes it's very heavy poured um (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) um and then he got arrested because they the note there was some note that he threw on the ground that Murph picked up and then it looked like a circle that was drawn at a crime scene where someone was torn apart the person who I, I assume was he was giving advice to. Um, and then when he was getting arrested, he got freed by a werewolf and then shot in the shoulder and then ended up at Wolf Creek with a werewolf or Luke Garou or whatever it's called. Luke Garou. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. I mean, that whole like the regular humans in this world want nothing to do with and generally will not believe in supernatural stuff even if they are directly faced with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Well, I mean, it seem, seems ridiculous because he's, he's having this back and forth with uh, Rod and Carmichael, Murph's partner. And yeah. he's like, hey, do you do you really work for the... Um, I want to say Calderone, but I know that's not the right name. It's the the Gentleman Jerome or whatever. Um, Marcone? Marcone, yeah. He's like, yeah. nah, it's lies. And he's like, yeah, I could tell you're a shitty liar. And he goes, but you don't believe me about magic? It's like, just <laughs> do some magic for him. Like, you can literally just do magic. Show him the talking skull, right? <laughs> Any number of things will prove magic exists. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. That's true. Like, in the books, that's true for some people. But for a lot of people, like Dresden talks about this, he says for a lot of people, it requires a major. Yes, we're getting rated. It is. Uh, It just requires such a major worldview shift that their brains don't want to handle it. Uh huh. So they will. It's just denial. It's just I didn't actually see what I saw. There's any number of rational ways to explain what what that was, even if there isn't. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a, a lot of that in the books. Right. Like, I understand that in a real world count, like, reversal of that, where it's like, so, like, some people desperately believe in magic as being real, and I could tell them all these logical reasons for why magic in the real world is not real, and they just won't believe me, and they'll still go to see psychics and stuff. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But in in a world where this is legitimate fields of study, because it is real, it's like saying, you know, I just don't believe cars exist. <laughs> right? Uh, it's, yeah. it's something that's literally everywhere. Like, right. <laughs> well, and the other thing, I mean, the other thing that he talks about with the magical world is that the magical world is afraid of humans. Like, no, humans don't have special powers, but they have guns, and there are a lot of them. And in the past, they've been really intolerant of magical stuff and really caused some big problems for the magical community. So they work pretty hard to remain in the shadows. They don't want to rile up the humans to the point that there becomes some kind of a big international witch hunt, you know? Mm. So they're making some efforts at staying underground for the most part. But yeah, there's definitely some stuff that's happening that is not underground or hidden at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is true. Yeah. I'll roll with it. Fair. Good, good. All right. So that's Dresden moment. Mm. Have you been fulfilling your reading uh, criteria? I have not read the third book yet. No. Terrible, terrible human being. I know. The worst. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely horrendous. But I will. <laughs> uh, Come on, I read the first two. It could be that. Uh, fine. Stormlight Archives is coming out in. Boy, howdy. 12 I retweeted it. That'd be hilarious, but no. Rhythm of Wool. November 17th, so it's like a month out. Mm hmm. Okay. That one, man, I really... It comes out on a Saturday, so I don't really have to take work off to read it. But still, I might need to take, like, the next Monday off because these books are humongous. Mm, okay. I mean, is it how... I bet it has a page count already. 1,232 pages. Yeah, but what what's the print type? Like, what size is it? Are they typing giant, giant letters? No. Four words a page? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, it, I mean, it's, you know, small, regular type. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I figured. I'm sure somebody has word counts. Because that's a better measure, right? Fine. Okay, so the final word count as of the final draft in July was 460,000 words. That's and 112 a lot. chapters. It's a lot of words. Oh god. He should split that up into two books and double his sales. He uh, <laughs> pull a butcher on us. Yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe. Pull up Harry Potter as well. True. Mm. And uh wasn't that a Song of Ice and Fire thing, too? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, it's like George R. R. Martin taking pre-orders for the next book. There was a thing... Yeah. Yeah. So back when people thought Winds of Winter would actually come out, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how the publisher wanted him to put it into two books. Oh, really? 
because it was so ginormous it like sucked to print basically <laughs> the publisher was pushing back on it and he <laughs> really wanted it to be one book and then it disappeared onto the ether mm. so that's exciting that's all that hasn't come out yeah that's the one everyone is waiting on since like 2012 <laughs> Maybe, what if that's the entire reason it hasn't come out it's the publishers that want to try and actually manufacture a book that's like this thick and they're just like constantly fighting about it in meetings and <laughs> Skype calls all the time. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> it. And they're, they're just like they're both both parties are mad at each other. No one will resolve anything. He's like, I'm not splitting it up. I'm not changing it. And they're like, Well, we can't. We don't have enough glue, right, to bind these books right. to the to the pages to the book, right? Yeah, exactly. And he just refuses to believe them. He's like, Look, you morons, you can do it. I believe you. I believe you mm -hmm. can do it. Just mm -hmm. one book, please. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Anywho, hooray books. Hooray books. Go read some Other news. Fire Force seems to be, it continues to be good and continues to be the show that I never think about unless I'm actively watching it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It can't, like, take up permanent resident in my brain. Right. I just, I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it and I like the characters and it's interesting and the story has, there's like even cliffhangers and stuff. What episode I, are you on? I don't know. I don't okay. know what number it is. All right. Hang on, cool. I can take a look real quick. Because when we worked out that I was going to be permanently, like, two weeks behind you, I just stopped. So I actually yes. not. I'm absolutely not caught up. Uh, I'm yep. just curious. I'm still like six episodes behind you now. <laughs> uh, I'm on fourteen. Yeah, I can see up to episode eight. Yeah. So I am six episodes behind you. Which is... If, if I were yes. to catch up. yeah, Right, which is super dumb. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll finish the episode and be like, alright, can't wait for next week. And then it just goes... And disappears into the ether. And I don't think about it until I'm sitting here with you and going, well, what have I been watching? Oh, yeah, I guess I did watch Fire Force last week. <laughs> huh. I wonder when the next episode is coming out. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a new season of anime starting up soon. Well, actually, Ooh. right now. Because in the last, I think, three days on Anime Lab, where I get my anime, 18 new episodes, episode ones have aired. Whoa. Anything yeah. promising? Um, yes, like 18 actually. pilots? Like, yeah, brand 18, new? 18 pilots, new shows. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. Um, there's a lot of, like... We've got hot schoolgirls going to yeah. do battle gloriously in one form or another. There's like four of those shows. Um, hmm. One of them that's a little like Nord and Viking themed where pillars, like literally giant towers appear all over Earth. And for some reason, only teenage girls flying all variety of, you know, planes with machine guns can take them out when jets and nukes can't do anything. Right, it's a, yeah, it, yeah, it's really weird. Um, what are they like? Usually, if there's four of the same type of show, there's something that was incredibly successful that inspired all of this. Um, what is it? Do I you mean, know? the moe uh, genre never ceases to amaze. <laughs> okay, so it's just right. the entire genre is continuing. Yeah, I would say right. so. Fair um, so there were two shows that I've watched that had decent hooks. One of which 
was called uh, Hira Higurashi When They Cry. New. Mm. The new is apparently part of the title. It is not a new show. Well, it is a new show, but new is also the name of the show. Um, this guy, it's it, the very opening scene, so spoilers, is a guy bashing someone in with a baseball bat in a dark room and blood is just spraying everywhere. Wow. Welcome to our show, everyone. Right. And then it cuts to someone waking up in that room, presumably earlier than this had occurred, <laughs> right? Because there is not blood everywhere. And it could be later. You can clean it, it up. It could be. I don't know. It has not solved that. And okay. it seems to just be a story about this guy who moves to a new town and he's on his way to school and school seems to be like, a, it's a small town. So like, it's really like a couple of classes and they have mixed age kids, right? So there's a couple of like much smaller kids in the class and they like play pranks on each other, but the pranks are like borderline deadly. So he goes to open like the classroom door and there's a, Eraser stuffed on the top, and it's like, aha, you opened it and it falls on you. Except that's the part of the trap. The door handle has been lined with thumbtacks. Ah. Right? So he's meant to, like, actually puncture and bleed from this. Yeah. It's really strange. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird that one of these people just really likes deadly pranks. And then it keeps going, and he's getting shown around town on, like, an off day of school. And I'm like... What is it that's weird about this other character's, like, outfit? Oh, she's got a gun, <laughs> right? This high school student has a shoulder holster <laughs> with a gun. Nice. This does not get mentioned ever. Right, of course right. not. Doesn't come up at all. And uh, She's just packing. It's fine. Yeah, but eventually he's, like, mentioned, like, makes a joke to some stranger that's, like, snuck up in a minute in place. And he's like, oh, maybe she's, like, checking on a body, body he buried here, right? And he's, like, doesn't laugh. And he just goes, I hope they still can't find the arm. And then Dang. leaves, right? <laughs> he leaves. And so now the guy, he's, like, talking to his friends. is like, did something bad happen here? Did, like, somebody die? And they're like, no. And they, like, drop their accents <laughs> and their slang, right? And they're just like, no, nothing like that happened here. Anyway, right? <laughs> it's super weird. And so there's some deep mystery about people dying in the town and like the town's covering it up and now he's going to die is what I assume is going to happen. So I would recommend that show so far. (sighs) Yep. Dragon. Is the stream dying again? Or just Falcon's camera? Knock, knock. Falcon. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're back? Yeah, I guess that was me. That was you. A cursed stream, man. It is. Okay, we're back. Okay. Wait, did I lose you? You're saying mystery. Yeah, that's basically. is covering up. Yeah, the town might be covering up for some murders that happened in the town, and then he's going to have to die or kill his way out. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm done either. with killing your way out. Yep. Yeah. So that show is promising. Yeah. I'm looking through the list here. One of them, Dogeza de Tanonomanita. The main character wants to see the naughty bits of girls and has a last result, resort to persuade them. That is, to grovel in front of them. How is that your whole show? It's like, 
if My Hero Academia was Manetta, the anime. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I've heard of other shows like that. Like, uh, I think it's called Yamada HK, right? Uh-huh. It's about a high school girl whose dream is to, before she graduates high school, is to bang 100 dudes, right? It's a lot of dudes, man. <laughs> it's a lot of dudes. The All problem right. is she can't pick who should be the first. Oh. And then it then it just ends up being a rom com with the guy that she picks for first, okay. right? Because he he doesn't like get the hint, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm sure they can make a show out of something like that. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. This one just sounds incredibly terrible, though. Which one? Oh, that the one. one that I, yeah. yeah, the one I, that I, I found. Th- I thought you meant like another one. Because there, no, no, there no. seems to be one where. Um, trains turn into Japanese girls. Oh, so we've done mm-hmm. tanks already. Next up, the obvious follow-up well, is trains. Well, they've also done boats. Um, and Correct. I assume planes is coming, but they call these humanoids rail lords. Actually, I'm surprised we haven't had planes before trains. You reckon? Like, planes are more weapons of war, right? Boats and tanks are war machines, and planes mm, are too. Trains, not as much. I wonder if... I don't know. Japan just likes trains. They do. They really like trains. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I bet more people take trains in Japan than longer. Like, just be like longer distances, right? Like, if you want to go from one part of Japan to a farther away part. Oh yeah, probably. Probably more know. trains than plane rides. Because obviously, more people commute on a train than take a plane to work every day. Duh. Right. So those numbers don't make any sense, but just yeah. for longer trips. Hmm. Anyway. It's interesting. Good. Excelente. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So stupid story. So my phone has wireless charging. Okay. But oh, I, I never bothered getting a wireless charger for it. Mm-hmm. Even though they're like 10 bucks. It's not right. even. Anyway, I just like, eh, it's fine. I can plug it in. <laughs> Uh, and then I needed to buy new Bluetooth earbuds because my old ones finally died after like five years of pretty continuous use. Mm -hmm. And I ordered some and they came and I was like, where do I, how do I plug these in? And then I looked at it more closely and it's like wireless charging only. And I said, oh, (laughs) you now require a charging pad. Yeah. I forced myself into the corner of getting a charging pad. So now I have one. Hooray. I have been on team wireless charging for a while now. Yep. Mainly Didn't because you... my, my phone ports don't work. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good reason to do it. Uh-huh. I get like maybe two or three months out of them. And then it's like, nah, there's a lot of flour in here for you to take out your phone at work. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I can see that being a problem. So are you, so you're are all you about wireless. The char- yeah, you enjoying the wireless charging life? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I think it charges more slowly than oh, the plugged yeah. in version, For unfortunately, sure. but yeah, it's, it's not so slow that it's like annoying. It's just right. noticeably slower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's been a good thing. My boy mm-hmm. has a pixel too. Oh, and he saw that I had a wireless charger and was like, Ooh, and then he tried it and it didn't work. And we looked it up <laughs> and it's like, no, no wireless <laughs> charging for pixel two. Oh, it really? was very sad. Yeah. Apparently, three is the first one to have it. Yeah, okay. I think they've announced a five at this point. So, uh, two is okay. a little bit further back. Okay. 
I, I don't know about the Pixel's lifespan. So Pixel 2 sounded like a relatively new phone. Yeah. I guess no. I mean, let's look it up. Pixel 2 release date was 2017. So, I mean, hmm. yes. Y- yes and no. It's yes and a while. no. It's a while for phones. Like, yeah. Like 12 of them will come out in a year. Right. In some ways, it feels like not that long ago, and in some ways, it feels like forever ago, especially with 2020 doing 2020 things. Right. Yep. Yeah. I saw a tweet today, and it's like, we are now in year five of the year 2020. (laughs) I I believe it. (laughs) Which, yeah, it rang true. It rang true to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In other news, let's see. Squadrons has been a lot of fun. Really been enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the campaign's like six hours. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on like how, how often you die. <laughs> okay, so view it's 12. Good to know. Yeah, it is more, depending on what difficulty you're playing on and how much you die. Hmm. So I had to adjust the sensitivity on my joystick twice because it was so sensitive compared to what I was getting from X-Wing Alliance. Oh, really? Yeah, like in X-Wing Alliance, everything was fine. But I get into squadrons and I like move my joystick this much and it's like, okay, whoosh. Right. And this ship just rears off course. So I knocked it down to 30% and that was still too sensitive. And it's like at 18% now and it's better. It's like I can actually, it's more of a one-to-one right. ratio of moving to what my ship is doing. So I'm, my accuracy is better now and uh, it's good. I have noticed at least on pilot level in the campaign. So there's like super easy... And then there's pilots, and then there's veteran, and then there's how often do you want to die? Mm-hmm. And I tried veteran, and I died a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing pilot, and there is some like aim assist. I was noticing oh. after a few hours, like I'd shoot, and the crosshairs would not quite be where they should be, but the lasers would hit the thing anyway. Not in a way that I'm leading it, but there's a little bit of the the aim assist going on in the campaign for sure. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, so it's fine. I'm not complaining about it. The missiles are Can you disable it? Probably. I bet there's a setting in there somewhere. I haven't really dug through to try to find that, but I should probably turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, it's it's good. It's lots of fun. The the story's pretty good. mm. So it's very... um, it's very X-Wing Alliance in that you aren't really able to move around a lot. It's like you fly a mission and you come back and you're in the hangar and then you click on a door to go into the briefing room and you get a briefing and you go oh, back out and you're in I the did, hangar. I did see this briefly. Uh, when, like I tuned into your stream and you like you went out into the hangar and I was like, oh, you can walk around the hangar and look at the ships. And then I saw you like shift the camera a little. And I'm like, oh, you can turn your head. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what it is. Maybe like 12 <laughs> degrees. It's not even like... A good no, you can do a 360. Oh, you can? Okay, I didn't If you're see not talking you. to someone, you can 360. Okay. But if you're talking okay. to someone, you're stuck looking at them. Okay. Well, yeah. that's disappointing. I mean, you have all these models and assets. Why not just give the players like a 3D walk-around environment? How hard could that be? Yeah, I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is that's how it is in Alliance. Like, it's very <laughs> much, you're here, you teleport to this room, you teleport to your ship... You fly around, you come back and teleport back to the briefing room. Like, there is no walking in X-Wing Alliance. 
Right. So I can only imagine that they're like, we're just trying to do what that was. And they didn't have any free movement. So we don't either. <laughs> My solution to this is, they, oh, there was no walking in X-Wing Alliance. Give the players a small X-Wing to fly around in the shuttle, in, in like the hangar bay to check out. the. <laughs> it's like, you have movement. Just give the players a smaller one. Yeah. Well, yeah. like Aki says, if you don't have free walking, you don't have to make as much, just not as much work to develop your environments, right? right? Which is totally fair. I get it. And obviously the focus is multiplayer and the focus is not the campaign. Else it would be longer than 12 hours, right? Right. So whatever. It's fine. Mm. If you say so. Yeah. Nah, it's, uh, it's been good. I still, I need to figure out who in the Star Wars universe was like, you know what Y-Wings are? Short-range bombers. You have to be, like, <laughs> sitting on top of your target to kill it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. The first time I saw it was... Was Rogue One before The Last Jedi? Was it set before, or did it come out? i just talking about when it came out. When it came out, yes. Rogue One was after... The Force 2016. Awakens before The Last Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Rogue One is the first time I saw on a Star Wars movie this concept that Y-Wings fly along super close to their target and drop bombs on them and try to get away. Right. Which, we've talked about this, it bothers me immensely. But it's the thing. Apparently that's how it is now. Like Y-Wings are close-range bombers. TIE bombers are close-range bombers. If you want to do huge damage to capital ships, you have to hug them. Hmm. And I just, it's so suicidal. Like, just launch your torpedoes from far away. And sure, maybe that means they can shoot them down. But also, you're harder to kill back there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just, someone in Star Wars line was like, you know what? This is a lot cooler if the Y-Wing is a close-range bomber. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do that. Right. I feel like if you start questioning... I don't want to get into terms of holdover maneuvers and all of that, questioning the, the physics of their f- space fights. But why did Luke have to fly down the trench to shoot at a hole? Couldn't he have just done it from wherever? <laughs> like, as long as he could see the hole in the Death Star. Why did he have to get so close to it? Yeah. Why it's was an cool... X-Wing capable of doing this and not a Y-Wing if that's their intended purpose? <laughs> right. I mean, it's a trench run, which implies it's a trench, which means the top is open, mm-hmm. which means why couldn't you just fly into the end of the trench and mm-hmm. shoot the thing immediately? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Because George Lucas is a storyteller and not a <laughs> tight world builder. Right. Because a trench run is more, all right, it's more intense. It's more suspenseful. You're going through mm-hmm. the trench. You're being chased by someone. Mm-hmm. Like that's way, and it's. Heavily inspired by some other movie. Oh, um, read something. Um, I I know the the movie. I can picture the cover of it. Um, hang on. Look, Wikipedia knows. Operation Chastise for the nineteen fifty four British film The Dam Busters. Dam Busters. That's it. Dam Busters. Some scenes from the New Hope climax are similar to those in the Dam Busters, and some dialogue is nearly identical to the two films. Mm-hmm. Also cover. heavily influenced by the fictional wartime film 633 Squadron. Mm-hmm. Squadron planes flying down a deep fjord while being fired on by anti-aircraft guns lining its sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So big fan of war movies, really heavily inspired by certain things and cribbed a lot for Star Wars. Yeah. But hey, it worked, man. Mm-hmm. He's a, a good movie. Cabillionaire. It's true. Yeah. George Lucas is not regretting any of his decisions, I'm fairly sure. I, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Just have it, having a bajillion dollars doesn't mean you don't regret how you maybe got some of those bajillions. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I mean, he wasn't killing babies or kicking dogs or anything, as far Probably as I know. know. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. My yeah, favorite... Copenhagen does. So you think it's a gameplay thing for the bombers? I don't know. Because, again, forever, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance. To take down a capital ship, he shot proton torpedoes at it from four clicks away. That was the gameplay. I feel maybe they changed it because it was boring in movies, right? Yeah, Just ha- have maybe. a couple ships over here, shoot other ships over here, and then this one blows up. Or you can have these ones fly deadly across it. Yeah, you know? no, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's pretty exciting if suddenly, like, this is how it is in Alliance, right? Oh, mm-hmm. crap, a Star Destroyer showed up. They launched 18 TIE Bombers, and now 37 Proton Torpedoes are heading towards our Calamari Cruiser. Like, mm-hmm. let's try to shoot those down. Let's try to get rid of the bombers so they don't shoot any more. It's pretty intense, but yeah, it's not the close-up, close-range mm-hmm. intensity. It's just a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I still want to know whose call it was, though, because it is Do a the... fairly massive shift. Do the TIE bombers have to get close? What do they do? Yeah, the bombers have to, too. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. it's equal that way. I mean, this is intended to be PvP combat, so mm. it's mirrored in that way. The other thing that is, I want to say, I don't know how new this is, but the support ship concept. Mm-hmm. So you have a ship type in squadrons that can replenish shields of friendly targets okay. or jam the radar sensors for the enemy for a certain area, including your wingmates. Okay. Um, and can resupply with like torpedoes and missile warheads and stuff. Okay. So I just, I don't remember that ever really being a thing in Star Wars, but... A resupply ship? Yeah. A re- it's, it's an entirely a support, uh, support craft. It can still shoot, but mm. it's not very maneuverable and it doesn't hit very hard. It's mostly intended to be there to, you know, recharge the shields of the people that right. are actually doing the damage. So basically, they're like a priest or like a paladin or something. Right. They were like a sp- space sim mobile. We need a support character, right? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So something I found the other day was r slash fake George Lucas quotes. Okay. Which... Are just hilarious because I swear someone's gonna see these and be like, "No, that's real," right? Right, right. And like this one's, I just sent you one. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying these. Ah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good James Earl Jones face. That's like half of it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Sneaky George. Sneaky George. Sneaky Mr. Lucas. 
<laughs> That's a stupid one. Anakin wasn't even supposed to fall in the lava. I just saw Hayden accidentally let himself on fire, lit himself on fire one day, mm -hmm. and I and kept, kept filming. filming. Yeah. <laughs> so the "I hate you" is directed at George Lucas rather than uh, than Obi Wan. Gotcha. Mm. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. That tracks hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mandalorian season two is coming out on the 30th, I believe, is what the last announcement was. Yeah, kind of excited for it. Yeah, like I think back to season one and there were some good moments, but a lot of the episodes were just like, OK, nothing really happened this week. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I really like the character of the Mandalorian. I don't really care for Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a personality. His personality is cute. Sure, that's personality, right? But I it's like not. <laughs> it's it's a part of it. Um, well, it's a part of one, I should say. But mm. I don't care about this thing getting back to its family, <laughs> right? Or if it even has a family, right? If it turns right. out it's like the last of its kind mm -hmm. and it's extinct, you're like, okay. <laughs> sure could be worse i mean in a galaxy that big with that many species i'm sure some of them go extinct all the time right yeah especially when you go around blowing up planets willy-nilly every three movies you know? mm -hmm. yeah sometimes multiple planets in the same movie yeah yeah uh, yeah i i'm with i'm kind of with you like i don't know so the way they've been stringing it along, I don't expect them to have like big answers in season two either. Like season right. one was barely anything, mm -hmm. so I can't imagine season two they're going to be like. And now we're answering all of your questions in episode one. Right. Yeah. The, I think the only way they'll get me is if they're like, turns out his home planet was Coruscant, and then the baby Yoda grows up on Coruscant, and then a new hope, not a new hope. Um, the Force Awakens happens, and he just gets blown up anyway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like that that's the be... that's the final the final <laughs> scene of the movie is just that being like it's Coruscant. Hope there's nothing goes wrong here, and then you just have I to don't... imagine. <laughs> right, I don't think Coruscant died in Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't one of the. It no. Was... Yeah, I think it was. No. Yeah. If not, True it's the planet internet. that looks eerily similar, like Coruscant. Because there was a city. Because it was a like an ecumenopolis. <laughs> yeah. I think Coruscant's the only one that has that. No, but you know. I don't see anything on Wikipedia about it being dead. Hmm. Well, what planets did they blow up? I don't know. The new seat of the New Republic, which like, I assumed was Coruscant. Worlds were. You'd think so. It just says in 35 after the Battle of Yavin, Coruscant was in open rebellion against the First Order. So okay. we go Starkiller base. <laughs> right. Let's see um, what planets it killed. Four planets in the Hoshian system are utterly destroying the planets and a significant portion of the New Republic's fleet. Hosnian. Oh, yeah. Hosnian Prime. We go there in... Uh, 
squadrons. Corsilius. Sounds like Coruscant. It's close enough. I was half it right. It does. I get, I get points. No. No, you don't. Coruscant's fine. Okay. How dare you? Okay, fine. So, but, but, okay, but your whole point is Yoda ends up on a planet that is destroyed by Starkiller Race and Force Awakens. Right. Very nihilistic. Yeah. Like, none of it matters. But, like, the problem, however, is that we didn't know the name of those planets. So, like, it's true. the average Mandalorian viewer is going to be like, oh, how nice. <laughs> it's got a home. And the yeah. writers are like, no, you idiots. Don't you know anything about the Force Awakens? <laughs> <laughs> Because even if you do, you still won't know unless you read the wiki. <laughs> yeah, it's always good writing for your TV show when you need your viewers to go read a wiki page at the end to figure out what happened. It's true. There have been shows like that, I guess, though, so fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Lost is especially one of those. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be good. I don't know. I still think it's a waste of Pedro Pascal, I think could have put any generic actor age 33 into that role and been fine. Okay. Um, maybe he'll have more to do in season two. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pa Pedro Pascal is 45, by the way. <laughs> sure. Whatever. You know what I mean? 35, 45, same thing. Yeah. I mean, for Hollywood, that's as close to not aging as you get. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd wish they'd do more with the Star Wars license. Somebody, I was reading a Reddit thread the other day where someone had the idea of a comedy set in the Star Wars universe. And like, mm -hmm. just put it on Tatooine or some backwater planet that barely has any interaction with the Empire at all. And mm. it's just the shenanigans of the local police force or, you know what I mean? It's just like two families who hate each other and they're fighting over land. There's just, you know, you can do stuff in the Star Wars universe that doesn't have to be Jedi and mm -hmm. I, mean, I guess that's what the Mandalorian is but you know we ended up with uh, four stuff anyway but we don't right. there doesn't have to be four stuff in the Star Wars story I mean I would I would agree but everything they've ever done says otherwise right yeah even in like Mandalorian you ended up with little baby Yoda lifting bulls and stuff in uh, Rogue One you still ended up with a with a monk who could like do martial arts though he was blind. Yep. Right. There's he always was basically a Jedi. Right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Incredible. Apparently there were rumors that Pedro Pascal actually quit for season two and it's gonna be someone else, but those are unfounded it seems. Yes. Yeah, there was some stuff that I saw people talking about how he didn't want to wear the helmet. And like was threatening to quit, which he did a whole season with the helmet. People like, why is he freaking out about it now? Right. Anyway, yeah. Unless well, he didn't do a whole season with the helmet, and he just provided VO work, which honestly entirely believable. Even like again, the VO work is generic American male, age forty-five, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So. You didn't have to have Pedro Pascal anywhere near this role, which is, again, part of what I hate about it. It's, uh -huh. It just had nothing to do with him. So, yeah, it easily could have been just a stand-in and someone else providing the voiceover work. And then they're like, look, Pedro, I know last season you didn't have to do anything, but we really need you to wear the helmet this year. And he's like, no, I hate the helmet. 
And they're like, fine, go the ahead and quit. <laughs> and then he just leaves nope. and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody will ever know. We'll just ha never have the Mandalorian take off his helmet ever again. He'll take a blast to the throat and be mute. <laughs> <laughs> Talks insane. Nobody would question it. They'd be like, oh, wow, the Mandalorian. So gritty. Mm, so realistic. Copenhagen Doss wants a Star Wars pirate show. That'd be good. Just a group of pirates flying around trying to avoid the Empire. Sure. Just ba so basically the Han Solo show, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, probably. Totally. Totally doable. Hmm. Oof. I think that's about All it. All right. Yeah. Time. Yeah. We can do a sports ball minute real quick. Really? Yeah. As if today could get any worse. It's the NBA Finals, man. Okay. All right. Ready, set, Go. So the NBA Finals, it's 3-1 Lakers over the Heat. The last game was probably the first game of the series that really felt like an NBA Finals game. It was just, it was scrappy. It was hard fought. Players were doing hard fouls and difficult to get good shots off and low scoring for a 2020 NBA game for sure. So that was a lot of fun. The Lakers did come out on top thanks to timely shots from KCP, from Contavious Caldwell Pope, from Rajon Rondo of all people. LeBron hit a couple bombs there. AD did some stuff. It was really a good team victory for them. And on the other side, the Heat, Jimmy Butler didn't do anything close to his triple-double with 40 points he had in, in Game 3. Game 4, he was quiet, seemed hesitant to shoot. And nobody really had a good shooting night for them at all. Bam was good, but not 100%. And in the end, just too many mistakes and too many bad shots from players like Kendrick Nunn that didn't need to take any shots for the Heat at all. And the Lakers came out on top. But, I mean, this is the year of the 3-1 comeback. So... It's possible the Heat could come back and win this thing in 2020 of all years. It doesn't feel likely, but I'm holding out some hope it will be possible. Because, yeah, not a huge fan of the Lakers. Look like they're going to come out on top, regardless of how I feel about them. But, in the end, it's been a pretty good success, I'd say. The NBA bubble did what it wanted to do. Kept the COVID out of the bubble. And was able to get some basketball played and finish the season in a season where it seemed unlikely to happen. So, good job by them. Good job by the NBA. And that's it. So that's Sports Ball Minute. Cool. Done. Done. All right. All right. So that is going to be us this week. Thanks for hanging out on the Falcon Paladin Hour stream live at twitch.tv slash Somicron. Come join us for the next live stream. It's usually Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, but it was on a Wednesday this week. Sorry for the change. Had some family stuff come up. Feel free to check out the merch available as well as the Patreon page for the podcast if you want to support it directly. And until next time, as always, thanks for spending your time with us this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, please take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Bye. I'm going to go.